Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Libroquiberglist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was different. Something I like to say at the top of every show, with the exception of Fry Internet Days, is that there will be spoilers. However, the very fact that on Fry Internet Days I mentioned that there is no spoiler warning is in itself a sort of spoiler warning when you really dig down deep and think about it. But don't dig down deep too far, because we got a lot to cover today, and it's going to take you some time to get back up from that deep digging you did. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. <laughs> oh, no, no, that is ridiculous. Not even a hundred thousand. Not even a thousand. Not even a hundred. Not even ten. Not even one. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes. Because that is what helps podcasts grow. It's that things there that does. That will, of course, take us into our last piece of podcast-related business, which is today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is the Katie Sackoff Cosmetic Kit. Once again, today's sponsor is the Katie Sackoff Cosmetic Kit. Take that sack off of your head with the Katie Sackoff Cosmetic Kit. Thank you to them for being the sponsor for today's episode. It is very, very much appreciated. What else is appreciated, you might ask, for some strange reason? You, the listener. Huh? 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 Today I have uh, just uh, way too much. I've almost 100% guaranteed bit off more than I can chew, which is not unexpected or unusual on a Fry Internet Day episode. There's something about the interwebs and my exposing myself <laughs> to things on it that uh, it makes it difficult for me to pick and choose what I should bring back, which shiny, shiny pearls deserve, <laughs> well, pretty pompous, deserve my mention. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's not how I meant it, but that's how it sounded. So what usually happens is I'll just friggin' bring back way, way too much and then have to speed through. So potentially, maybe, possibly, who knows, we'll play it by ear. This might be a longer-than-normal episode, but no promises ever. Ever! Unless I do promise, in which case I take that back. First item, up for bids? No, not up for bids. First item I'm going to talk about is a little something called Speakeasy. With Mr. Paul F. Tompkins, Speakeasy, which is, I think when you boil it down, you could just call it a podcast. It is in the video format, however, which uh, I always want to lean towards calling a web series, because that sort of kind of fits too, I think. I don't know. Things on the internet sometimes difficult to label, so I just say podcast and web series to cover a whole wide variety of things that may or may not be podcast and web series because it's a land without rules 
like Adam Carolla with his pirate ship, the internet does what it wants. And Paul F. Tompkins, if he so chooses, will sit down and talk for, you know, half an hour or so with Miss Katie Sackoff to the delight of, I don't know, anyone who watches it. Period. End of discussion. No, probably shouldn't end discussion because that's not fair to this talk. I should talk of this talk, as I like to talk of talks. Katie Sackoff, who probably, I think her most well-known role is in... um, Uh, it's funny to say that and then forget the uh, the name of it. About Jesus, Battlestar Galactica, which I don't remember. Did I bring Battlestar Galactica back on the podcast? Maybe it was before I started the podcast, but I, I do have it on DVD. Did watch them all. Did very very much enjoy it. And uh, Katie Sackhoff on that show, very very gonna go ahead and throw in one more because she deserves it very good she told the sort of story about how she got hired to that hired for that role and uh, I didn't know this until probably like a couple of months ago that the original that the character she did on the show originally in the OG version of Battlestar Galactica was played by a dude uh, I did not know that. So it was kind of cool that she came in and took over that role and was sort of a badass check. The reason it was funny in this interview was because she spoke of how she is or was kind of a bit of a girly girl and came into the came into the audition in like high heels and a dress to play this uh, sort of rough and tumble girl. So uh, I like that. And the thought that she actually still got the job apparently was due to the was it the director's wife who saw the director watching videos of potential candidates for this role and said, you have to pick her. So uh, I like that little behind-the-scenes action. Uh, Katie Sackhoff also spoke a little bit of the show she's on right now called Longmire, which uh, I know is like a western show. Uh, that's kind of all I know about it. Uh, oh, you know what I would love? Is uh, if anyone out there listening has watched the show Longmire and has good or bad things to say to it, preferably good, because it's nice to be nice to the nice, and I can guarantee you Katie Sackhoff is nice. Uh, I'd like to hear a bit about the show, and is it, is it good? What's what's its deal, basically? And maybe I will add it to my uh, keep an eye out for repertoire and uh, watch it. Uh, another cool showbiz story, I guess you would call it, was how she got into the biz. The biz of show. And that was, she was originally, oh, I didn't, did I write down? No. I didn't write down for who, but she was originally going to be a body double for some famous actress, I I can't remember who. And it turned out she was too tall to be this body double. So the, uh, I guess, producer of the movie said to her, "Uh, you know, you're you're too tall to be the body double, but can you act? (laughs) So because of her being wrong for body doubling, in this case, got her into acting. So that was quite a, uh, quite a twist of fate that I think is unusual. Despite being on Battlestar Galactica, she is a huge Trekkie, Star Trek nerd. So automatically that puts her in my heart forever. Oh. She spoke a little bit about Riddick, because I think that was sort of her breakthrough role. And a role in which she showed one of her boobs. Hmm, yeah, I don't remember that scene, oddly enough. You think I would remember a boob scene in Riddick, but uh, I don't remember that at all. Those, that, that was a good series of movies. 
and uh, I believe they are making one, or one is in the process, or about to be released, and uh, I will say probably, and this is after having not seen them for quite a while, looking back, I'd probably go four out of five for the for the, like the whole series. Very, very good. I like that character. Okay, so, uh, yeah, spent more time on that than I should, but again, that's just following the sort of theme of a fra-internet day, and I cannot help myself. It's a sickness! And the only cure is not more cowbell, and not more things from the internet, because that would make the sickness worse. Uh, to be honest, I don't know what the cure is. I do not know. More time, yeah. The only cure is more time, which I don't have, because my drive to work only takes so long. Item the second and third, which I'm sort of combining into one, is a couple of Vsauces. Because within the Liberal Cube, we love little Vsauce. Quite often in the past, I have focused mainly on Vsauce 1. But today, I have brought back a Vsauce 2 and a Vsauce 3. Because the good people over at Vsauce, which is a collection of YouTube channels hosted by three different folk, divided into three different channels is how they decided to go about doing it. And uh, what was I saying? I don't remember. So I'm going to jump in to the first one, which was a Vsauce 2, which is called Loot. That's spelled L-U-T with the little two dots over the U. What is that called? A uh, umlaut? Is that an umlaut? May or may not be. Loot is a cool one that I that I watch every time they... Every time... Uh, they post a loot episode. It's basically this guy and does it in a very, very cool flowing manner in which he's almost just having a conversation with you, the viewer, and throughout the conversation he is throwing out at you very, very cool, quite often, in fact, mostly nerdy things. Nerdy, strange, cool things. For example, now you can buy black toilet paper. That was, in fact, in the title of this loot episode. Black toilet paper, I don't think that's a good idea. It doesn't seem like like you should do that. Like, is there a way that it would not come out, come off on your ass and you would have black marks on your asshole? Yeah, I, I don't think... I, don't, I do not recommend black toilet paper. I've never used it, but uh, I, I can't imagine it's a good idea. The next one is something I've seen quite a bit of lately, just in various surfings of the webs, and that is called Kinetic Sand. Uh, I highly recommend you Google this and get a look at some of the videos of this stuff. It's sand that has, I guess, a sort of chemical within it, or sprayed on it, or infused within it, that keeps it sort of clumped together. So if you just look at it, it kind of looks like slightly moist sand. However, if you pick it up, it does fall apart, but it's almost as if the, the granules of sand are clinging to one another. Very, very cool stuff, and I want some. Uh, he mentioned a bear sleeping bag mm -hmm. that looked like a bear on the outside. However, you sort of zip yourself in, and again, I don't think that's a good idea, because if you are attacked by a bear inside of a bear, uh, it's not going to go well. Yeah. I can't imagine. Or, you know what, maybe strike that, potentially, the bear attacking you is like, oh, this is a fellow bear, I will leave him alone. Yeah, maybe it's the safest sleeping bag ever. Next item of Rubens he talked about was a golf club uh, drink holder. This was cool because uh, 
I used to golf and have since sort of realized over the course of many years that I hated the game. It is a horrible, horribly frustrating, no fun game, and I had no idea why I was doing it. Last couple of times I went to a golf course with friends, I would just sort of drive the cart and drink, which can get expensive. So if you have a golf club that fills with booze and then has a little tap on it that you can sort of squirt the booze into your cup on with there, that's a pretty good idea. Pretty good idea indeed, because that exists now. There was a handful of other things, I just brought back a few, but uh, I highly recommend you check out the loot series in general. Uh, let's move on to Vsauce 3, where the gentleman over there, and I have realized that I have forgot to writ, write, writ, writ, write down both of their names, but that is the dreaded name curse that the gypsy woman put upon me when I ran over her husband while receiving a blowjob. That name curse. So uh, apologies for that. Uh, he spoke of NES facts. Nintendo Entertainment System, if you are unfamiliar with NES, he had, again, a handful. I've just written down a few. So check out the video for the remainder. This is a little tease, which uh, quite often on my frock internet days, that's what I like to do. Like with that Katie Sackhoff interview, they talked for just about a half an hour. So I only brought back a few things to sort of perhaps wet your beak and then head on over there to check out the rest. Why don't you? Just what I've done with these two. For example, the average NES video game took up the same amount of uh, size, memory size, as your average 60 seconds of a current day MP3 song. Yeah. <laughs> That is just mind-blowing. If you combine all of the RAM, random access memory, of every single NES ever made, sorry, perhaps not ever made, they did specify ever sold, it would be equivalent to 59 Wii U's. Yeah. <laughs> Friggin' crazy. And that thing was fun, man. I, I used to love mine. You know what? pisses me off on the note of that is I lent mine to my sister and never got it back with no explanation whatsoever. So, damn her. Uh-huh. Uh, the equivalent weight of every NES ever sold was 77,000 metric tons. So, within that 77,000 metric tons is the equivalent RAM of 59 Wii U's. That's another way to look at it. Just friggin' mind-blowy. Totally mind-blowy. Okay, uh, I'm very, very close to work, so this last item that I'm gonna squeeze in before I get there is not gonna have the full attention that it deserves, but it sort of fits in line without me just teasing it a little bit for you to check it out yourself, huh? Huh-huh? California on! California On with Mr. Kasim G, which I have brought back a handful of times on a handful of fried internet days over the years, did one of his videos where he traveled elsewhere, let's say. He will quite often pick a spot on Venice Beach where the crazy people come out, apparently, on Venice Beach. Just friggin'... I don't know what it is about Venice Beach. Is it just the pot? I, I don't think that can be the only explanation. Anyways, he took the show on the road to somewhere called Isla Vista, 
it's specifically during Halloween. I'm not really sure what Isla Vista is. Is it just like a community of houses, like a subdivision or something? I don't know. Mr. Cassum G was dressed as Jeff Goldblum from the uh, Jurassic Park series, I guess specifically the first one. There was a scene where I don't know if it was planned and he was with others. I, yeah, I guess I gotta assume it was planned beforehand that some others were dressed as other characters from the movie and they sang a bit of the theme song, which was a delight. It was a delight! Sort of a group costume, I assume. The people at this Isla Vista during Halloween, I, I assume it's during other times of the year as well, were some of the drunkest people and loudest people I have ever seen in my life. And that is a lot of drunk and loud people I have seen. <laughs> Kasim put some of them into sort of categories, categories such as camera bombs. So he'd be filming, talking to someone, and then someone would just like hop in front of the camera and start yelling, which has got to be annoying as hell. There's the uh, microphone grabber that is, again, chatting with someone and they grab the microphone. These are things that I think if they were sober would not do. There is the uh, who is this guy guy. I guess because Kasim has got uh, perhaps not a film crew, but someone with a camera and a bunch of lights pointing at him, people are going to be like, hey, who is this guy? And he showed quite a few examples of that. He went to a house party of some random person he did not know, eventually got kicked out of that, and I think and kind of have a feeling that this video was kind of sort of, kind of sort of just an excuse for him to go to this thing, get super shit-faced himself, and uh, interview a bunch of fellow super shit-faced people, put it up on YouTube, on his channel that gets hundreds of thousands of views, and, you know, call it a day, why don't you? Again, that's just a bit of a tease. Check it out for yourself, please. Why don't you? Folks, I'm going to go in and do eight hours and come back and try to fit in the rest, hopefully successfully, although, you know, possibly not, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, at least one final thing to say, which is, of course, oh... My job. Look at her butt. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Back. We are back. Back in action. Hello again. Doing something a little different right now. Normally, I say my hello agains when I make the turn onto the main road that I am trying to make right now, because I find with this podcast, the fact that I edit, edit, edit out the sounds of driving means that when I am not driving, the sound of my voice is not very loud, which is, I believe, probably what you're hearing right now. Here we go, though. You will hear the acceleration of my car which is odd, coincidingly with, no, let's try that again, which is oddly coinciding with my voice getting louder. I'm not actually speaking louder, and yet it sounds as if I'm talking louder. It's the miracle of editing. Editing, editing while driving is what it is. The reason I felt I had to do that was sometimes that turn takes a long time. It didn't today, of course. Uh, and I thought I would use that time to fill in my high internet day stuffs because I got so, so very much to talk about and not a lot of time to fit it in. Plan backfired, basically, when you look at it under a microscope, 
I should just hop right in without further preamble and perhaps just say hello again and edit out everything I said prior to that. I'm not going to do that because I want you to sort of feel the thought process and editing that goes on in my brain when creating this podcast. Okay? I assume you said okay at that point, and I'm going to move on to item the fourth, I do believe, possibly called Nerdist News. Nerdist, the, let's say, brainchild of a Mr. Chris Hardwick, friend of the podcast, I like to say, I also like to say he is totally unaware of its existence. Um, So how does that make sense? Well, it makes sense in the fact that something he constantly gets asked is how do you get into comedy? How do you do stand-up comedy? And what he tells people is just go out and do it. Sort of period, full stop. If you wanted to really do it, you would already be doing it. That sort of idea. So, because I had heard him say this on a podcast repeatedly, uh, what I decided to do is listen to his advice and replace stand-up comedy with a podcast, and that is why he is friend of the podcast. You feel me? Yeah, feel me. Nerdist News, a new sort of invention, let's call it, on his YouTube channel. It is news. Uh-huh. Nerdly inclined news with host Jessica Chobot. Jessica Chobot is someone who I've been a fan of for quite a while. She occasionally was on Attack of the Show, Attack of the Show, which if you listened to this podcast about a year ago, perhaps a year and change, uh, it was brought back on TV Tuesdays on a semi-regular basis for the reason that it was sort of at that time the only show that I would actually factually watch through a cable box on the television. Uh, I really, really miss that show. She would sometimes be a co-host filling in for other folk, and uh, I liked her, yeah. She would sometimes do bits as well, come on with filmings of things. What do they call those? You know, those things. She would also sometimes both be on a podcast with Mr. Adam Sessler and took over that, what was that called? Feedback. That was a a podcast I used to listen to and sometimes watch as well. And uh, I have just had a fair amount of exposure to her over the years and I have always liked what I've seen and heard. So uh, it was was nice to see her fill this role as the Nerdist News anchor woman. One thing I am unsort of sure of, and I guess only time will tell, is does this format lend itself well to the internet, specifically YouTube. Um, I like it, but I have heard even Chris Hardwick himself mention that sometimes things produced heavily, like this is a very, very pretty, well done, well laid out, and apparently costing some money thing on the internet. So the potential for uh, making money, I think, is slim. So that can and possibly does mean it may not be around forever, which is uh, it's a sad thing. But, uh, you know, you get what you pay for, and if we're not paying for it, we may not get it. Uh, I, the example he used was Four Points, which was another kind of almost insane vein as this show that uh, I very, very much liked, but then I heard he had been repeatedly asked why that was no longer available, and that seemed to be sort of the reason behind what I've done here is 
what I usually do when I watch shit on the internet and bring it back to a Fry Internet Day episode, and that is jotted down a couple of notes. I <laughs> I realize I am so pressed for time. I'm just gonna rather than say my notes, I am going to not say them. Uh, I'll just say them quick and then not talk about them. Normally I would say them and talk about them, but uh, I don't really have time to do so. I should not try to fit as much in as I am. It is it is ill-advised. Star Trek 3 rumors. Uh-huh, there's some of those. Talked a little bit about Call of Duty Ghosts. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, here's one that I'm going to mention and then want to say some things about, and that is apparently coming to, I believe she said Netflix, are four new television shows. Television shows made specifically for Netflix. So far we've had great, great things like uh, how about the example I will use is Derek, which is a show starring Ricky Gervais, which I just so happened brought back on this podcast. Uh, Orange is the New Black, which I haven't watched yet, but will at some point, and uh, Rest of Development, again, brought back on a very special, lengthy edition of this podcast, specifically a TV Tuesday episode. So, where am I going with this? Well, apparently, the four new programs that are going to be coming to this sort of format are all from Marvel. So that is a very, very cool idea. I think... Did she mention anyone specifically? No, I don't think she mentioned anyone specifically. Like, what uh, superheroes are going to be get, getting what sort of shows. What I think potentially could happen is somehow, some way, combine these new television shows with movies and have them all sort of tied together. Because they all take place in the same universe, so why not just have one big happy goddamn family and people showing up from the TV and the movies and vice versa? Uh, so, so very much potential to just create a whole giant universe full of entertainment. Maybe get some video games in there. Um, and I guess, obviously, throw some comic books on top for a little cherry-like action. Why don't you? I like it. It is friggin' nerdiness is taking over all forms of media, it seems, and as you can imagine, this excites me, and I hope it does you listening to this. Okay, let's move on to our next item, which is called Laugh Track. Uh, this is an interesting, it's on the same YouTube channel called Made Man, same YouTube channel as Speakeasy with Paul F. Tompkins. This is interesting in that I got some minutes into it before realizing that it was basically underlying is a commercial for Ford, for I think it was the Ford Focus. Now, that many people are going to poo-poo that and say, this is ridiculous, who wants to, why are you getting commercial in my comedy? Uh, yeah, that is one point you can take about it. The other point, and I think the point I'm definitely going to take on it, is that despite the fact that this is technically a commercial, uh, they have made it funny to the degree where I don't care uh, what their idea is, and they've done apparent, done or are going to do seven of these in which uh, Nick Thune and Moshi Kasher, two super, super funny comedians, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen Nick Thune's actual factual stand-up comedy, but I have seen him and heard him, I think, in podcasts and things like that. Moshi Kasher I have heard in standing up for him and can verify he's a very funny dude. What uh, the people over at Ford do is uh, send them around in their car and even to be more fair to, to these guys 
is that the parts where they are in this car are sort of take a very small percent up of these videos. So that's even more fairness on their side. And then they'll go for they'll go to various areas where they will perform stand-up. Huh. So there you go. That's where the funny comes in. Now that right there is a good idea. But what makes it even more interesting and better and smarter and gooder and other things ending in er is that uh, the places they are going are places where stand-up comedy is not performed. Places where the people who are, are present are not there to hear stand-up comedy and it's a little jarring in some in the two cases that I watched that people are telling jokes. For example, in a retirement home. Yeah. The other example that I watched, and I think it's just two they've done so far, but seven planned, is uh, in a Korean karaoke bar. Uh-huh. Furthering the good idea to this whole scenario is that there are certain rules about the jokes that they are allowed to tell. And they're writing their set sort of on the spot. And by that I mean they will go to the spot, be given the rules such as, in the old folks' home, none of your jokes can be about anything post, uh, I think it was 1980? I forget what the rule in the Korean karaoke bar was. And to be honest with you, I'm running into that trouble again where the darkness, the darkness, ah, uh, the darkness, means that I cannot see my notes very well. So, mm, that's not great. Not great at all. I guess if you want to uh, boil this down, you could say it is technically a commercial, but it is so, so very funny that you're not going to feel like you're being pandered to. Uh, I don't think anyone can have anything really against this. And if you do, you're too sensitive. Get over yourself. Okay, <laughs> moving on to another new addition. A new addition in that this is the first of a potential series. In fact, no, it is a first of a series because uh, today I did see that another video had become available in this series. And this is also uh, on the Nerdist Network on YouTube. This stars Mr. Mr. Rice Darby. Rice Darby, who you may remember if you were a fan like I was of the television program Flight of the Concords. Very, very good show. Uh, he's got this, again, we're just going to call it a web series because things are easier to find if I just say that, even if it's not true. Something called uh, Reasons to be Scared of, colon, and then he'll have sort of a different a different thing each week. Uh, this first week was um, Insane Computers. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know how much of what he said was made up for the purposes of comedy and how much was actual factual facts. Regardless, I liked what I heard. Uh, this dude is super, super funny. Oh, shit. I just realized that because I had such a super, super long episode, I was going to have two sponsors today. Yeah, really raking the dough. Really? Just rake it in. So why don't I give my second sponsor, which is no coincidence to what I'm talking about, I swear. That sponsor is the Rice Derby Rice Derby. Once again, today's second sponsor is Rice Derby's Rice Derby. So thank you for being my second sponsor. Mr. Darby 
spoke of a computer by the name of DISCERN, which was an acronym for something which I did not write down, and even if I did, I couldn't see it because it's too dark to read my notes. Ah, the darkness. Uh, one thing I do remember of this that I wanted to mention was that as far as this computer going insane, uh, he mentioned some very, very cool sort of sciencey things, and they were that this computer was, slash is, I don't know if it's still around, one of the smartest, quote-unquote, smartest is not the right word, one of the most powerful ever created by humans. And just facts after facts after facts were given it, and it was able to sort of learn from these facts. It was, in fact, huh, a learning computer, which is uh, kind of a little scary, as long as we have Asimov's uh, rules for robots, I, I suppose that learning computers are less scary. Anyways, uh, the sort of what scientists believe drove this computer insane was that human beings have the ability to take in great, incredibly amazing amounts of information, like this computer. The difference being that we have the ability to discern the... Ha, huh, discern discern the important from the unimportant and filter out the unimportant, whereas this computer could not differentiate between the two, so its sentences that it would generate from what it had learned started to be gibberish, and something very, very cool they mentioned is that eventually it reached a point where uh, it was sort of, uh, I guess, forgetting its tenses, so it would rather than say things like uh, Adolf Hitler killed Jewish people in the Holocaust, it would start saying, I killed Jewish people in the Holocaust. So that, that amps up the scariness a little bit again. So, uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, uh, shit, man. Gotta hurry, gotta hurry. One more to get in, and that is from Adam Sessler, who I have mentioned already once in this. Adam Sessler over at Revision 3. Yet another in a series of YouTube channels. Uh -huh. They did, uh, I guess it was last week, 25 hours of playing video games non-stop non for charity. Uh, the good people over at Revision 3, as long as, uh, sorry, as well as the people at uh, Nerdest, and actually, now that I sort of think about it, all over the globe, it was this sort of four children's hospitals. Uh, around the globe, people would almost like a marathon for charity, but rather than running, they would play video games for 24 hours. More power to them, because I don't think, despite my love of video games to the point where I have a goddamn podcast where I talk about video games, uh, I don't think 24 hours of gameplay is in me. Uh, maybe with Fallout. Yeah, maybe when Fallout 4 comes out, I, I, I could do that for charity. Anyways... They sort of cut that 24 hours up into various bits and pieces. One of those bits and pieces involved a six-year-old, presumably coming in during the day and not in the wee hours of the morning, uh, coming in and playing Minecraft and teaching. That was sort of the, the thought behind this. I don't know how accurate the, the video description was, was something along the lines of a six-year-old comes in and teaches Adam Sessler how to play Minecraft. 
there seemed to be, I suppose, some of that going on, but I kind of got the feeling that Adam had played before and knew a little bit what was going on, so humoring the, the child a little bit. Overall, though, uh, it, was, it was pretty good. It was interesting to see. The kid was pretty adorable, so that always helps. And uh, because I did play Minecraft, did I bring it back? I can't remember if I did. You know what I should do on that note is just say that uh, played it, had some fun, but if you like Minecraft, I think what you will potentially love is a game called Terraria, which I know I did review on this podcast, which I am currently replaying. <laughs> How about this? I played it on the PS3. They made it available for the iPhone, which I played it on. Uh, that gave me a jonesing to replay it, and then I realized that uh, it's on the PC, and an updated version f- is available, which is what I'm currently playing right now, and just friggin' loving it. I love this game so much. One of my favorite games uh, of, like, all time. So, so very addicting. Terraria, it's called. Please check it out. Check out... Hey, while you're checking things out, check out this ass. Yeah. Also, check out all the videos I talked about today on this beautiful, beautiful frock internet day. Why don't you? Why don't you? Another thing I should say about why don'ting is, why don't you? Um, what? It's nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think? You've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be. Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine. Live long and prosper.